plans for a peace centre. You've heard about this peace centre. It's been spoken about many times at the former Mays prison site. have apparently been scrapped. That's according to the Ulster Unionist Party. I want to speak to uh, one of their representatives, former leader Mike Nesbitt. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Mike, why is it your understanding that the plans that may still be in play for the future of the Mays do not include the, the peace centre which, of course, had led to controversy in the past. Yeah, because because the chairman of uh, the Mays Long Cash Development Corporation, Terence Brannigan, uh, told me so on Wednesday morning. Uh, the background, Frank, is that it's probably six years, or very nearly six years, since that development corporation have had any ministerial direction. Uh, you may remember, uh, I think it was August 2013, the infamous so-called Letter from America, where the then First Minister and DUP leader, Peter Robinson, uh, wrote to Martin McGuinness to say that the DUP would no longer support this so-called peace-building and conflict resolution centre at the maze. And in response, Martin McGuinness then blocked all development uh, at the maze beyond the, the Balmoral Show, which, as you say, is coming up next week. So uh, I used to chair the committee of the executive office, and we would get occasional briefings on May's long cash. I was just thinking a while ago, it's probably three years since anybody told me what was happening. So I asked for a briefing. Uh, and as a result, uh, we were offered an on-site visit. We went down on Wednesday. Uh, we were there for three hours. But in the course of the briefing, which was given by the chief executive, Brian Gregory, and Terence Brannigan, the chairman, Terence said that as a board they had now got a revised strategy. And the big change in the revised strategy was that they no longer uh, included the Peace Centre uh, as part of their planning. But could Mr uh, Brannigan... But could, but, yeah, but could Mr Brannigan and Mr Gregory go ahead with that without ministerial approval? And ministerial approval for that might be very hard to get, number one, in the absence of a minister, but number two, because it is so divisive if we re-establish an, an executive... I think that's a very valid point, Frank, but the, the thing is, I think it is remarkable uh, that the Mays Long Cash Development Corporation have taken that decision, the, the board members, because if you uh, look it up on your search engine on your computer, you will see uh, it's a very diverse board. In fact, it includes a former Sinn Féin councillor, and Terence Brannigan was at pains to point out that during his time as chair, every single decision they have made has been made unanimously. Uh, so you must assume that, that either that former Sinn Féin councillor wasn't at the meeting, or if he was, he voted in favour of saying, let's just park this uh, peace centre because it's far too controversial and there's no political agreement on it. And let's try and press ahead with a plan which will deliver on economic growth. And, you know, three years ago, they were talking about a £300 million investment uh, on that site, creating 5,000 jobs. They're now saying they're going to be the catalyst potentially for £800 million and 14,000 jobs. And to give that a little context, Frank, you'll know that, that a few days ago, the, the city deal for Derry Stroke Londonderry, which everybody was rightly getting excited about, was £105 million. This is eight times the size of it, but it's not happening because of political failure. What has been retained, what has been saved from the bulldozers up to this date regarding the actual prison? The prison. Mm -hmm. What has, well, what, what what has been brought, retained within the prison? Yeah, 
there's one H block, which is H block six, which I think was uh, a, a, an H block where loyalist uh, prisoners were held. Uh, there is a chapel, and of course there's the prison hospital. Uh, where the hunger strikers passed away. And I think there are some more administrative buildings and, of course, uh, some of the exterior wall uh, is still there. And uh, as well as saying they no longer have the proposed peace-building conflict resolution centre in their plans, what they've done with the retained hospital and uh, prison buildings is they've added it to a new stream, uh, which they're calling tourism. So the way they see themselves developing the whole site is with agri-food, life sciences, aerospace and tourism. And part of the tourism would be visits to the prison. Uh, There's also, of course, the Ulster Aviation Society. who have a fantastic collection of planes and helicopters. And there is also a plan to bring the Ulster Transport Museum, currently at Cotraw, down onto the Maislong Cash site. And are you happy with that element of tourism? Because that's what was referred to five or six years ago by some unionist politicians as a shrine to terrorism. Well, we were absolutely against a shrine to terrorism. And just, just to be clear, Frank, in terms of the Peace Centre, our view was that we were 100% in favour of the principle of building a Peace Centre, but also 100% against siting it at the maze. And that was because we realised it was an incredibly toxic site for a large number of victims and survivors uh, who had been made victims and survivors through terrorism, both loyalist and Republican, uh, to be fair. And we put up alternatives. Uh, Personally, I thought placing it up at the Crum, at the Crumlin Road would be good because they made such a good job of the prison there. I said, why not take back the old courthouse and develop it? Others said go to Titanic Quarter. There were alternative venues for that. So nobody was denying Sinn Féin uh, a peace centre. The only issue was the venue uh, for the peace centre. But the important question is, is unionism in favour of a tourist trail that in some way recognises where Bobby Sands or Raymond McCrish died, where Mm -hmm. Michael Stone Mm -hmm. sat maybe talking to some of the most horrific people from the the, the loyalist side about Mm -hmm. murders they committed and likewise people on the Republican side talking about horrific murders that that they committed. Is unionism prepared to have people pay at the gate to go in to stand in the midst of that? I'm I'm uncomfortable with the idea of paying at the gate, Frank. Uh, I, I would be very concerned about how it is done, but you can't airbrush the troubles out of history. You can't airbrush the hunger strikes out of our history. Uh, so it's how it is done that is important, not that it, uh, there's no call from me that it should not be done. But we can't have glorification. Not not when, when we look at the suffering that people are still suffering and it's of course going down intergenerationally, not least in terms of parental health and wellbeing outcomes. Do, do you not think the DUP blocked this, however? Yes, I mean, we, well, well, if you're going to have a peace centre, we are 100% against it being on the maze for the reasons I gave you. And it's, it's not us, it is reflecting the views of victims and survivors of loyalist and republican terrorism. So let's have the peace centre, but let's do it somewhere else. In terms of the retained prison buildings, they are there, they are protected. If, if they're going to be opened up to the public, that has to be done in a way that absolutely guarantees that there is no glorification of, of, of terrorism by any group 
during the Troubles. But how do we do that during our lifetime? It might be easy enough for our grandchildren to go and see where the people I named spent time or died. But for our generation, it's it's not an easy journey to undertake. For some people, it'll be a, a fabulous experience, but for the majority of people, it would be a difficult journey to undertake. So how, how do we how, how do we do it? Is that, is, that, is that not one of the reasons why it's not happening? It's it's being delayed for a future generation to do something with that acreage up the, off the motorway. No, I I, I think what what happened was that the DUP. Uh, realised back in uh, 2013 when the Ulster Unionists and many others were were campaigning very hard against having the Peace Centre located at the maze, uh, the DUP realised that they'd made it a, a strategic error and, and hence Peter Robinson sent that letter from America in, in August of that year. But Frank, you know, I, I was on the site for three hours and they took us around and we went into that H-Block 6 and, you know, it, it is very sobering to, to walk down that H-block and look at those tiny prison cells. And I've got to say, my thoughts were, I can't think of any cause that I would support which would put me into one of those cells. And I certainly don't want my children ending up in a cell like that over a cause like the constitutional question of Northern Ireland. So I think there is potentially a benefit to learn from history and make sure we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. So again, it depends how it's done, in what way it's opened up, uh, what information is handed out. Uh, and, and it all has to be to ensure that we don't repeat the mistakes of history and we do not glorify uh, what those people did. Mike Nesbitt, thank you uh, very much indeed. Mike Nesbitt from the Ulster Unionist Party. I want to speak to Sir Geoffrey Donaldson from the, the DUP. Sir Geoffrey, good morning. Good morning. The idea of having some form of tourist attraction at the maze that makes reference to the, the hunger strikes and the presence of Loyalist H Block 6, would you sign off on that? Well, uh, we're very clear that uh, what we don't want uh, on the Mayor's site is anything that uh, glorifies um, uh, the dark side of our troubled past, uh, Frank, and um, uh, because in the end, we want to influence uh, young people and our next generation in a way that um, avoids uh, the kind of violence that we've seen in Northern Ireland, tragically, with the murder of Lyra McKee and uh, visited our streets once again just recently. Um, uh, what we would have in mind uh, is uh, something that uh, teaches our young people um, about the horrors of the past, um, uh, not in a way that is designed to traumatise anyone, but simply to gain a better understanding of uh, what happens when you have a divided society and people can't find a way of agreeing uh, on how to live together. And I think that's important because it struck me uh, in uh, the uh, events leading up to the murder of Lyra McKee that we had young people on the streets again. Uh, we had a young person wielding that weapon um, that led to Lyra's death. Uh, these are young people who have been influenced in a very negative way. And I think it's important that proactively uh, we ensure that the next generation learn the lessons uh, from uh, uh, the troubles, learn the lessons of what happens. When you can't find a way of living together um, and that uh, violence is never justified. And so we don't want anything that glorifies violence. We want something 
that helps the next generation to learn that, that uh, violence is not the way to address uh, the problems of our society. But how do you address the issue of the prison hospital where the hunger strikers died? How does that become a tourist attraction without the names of the hunger strikers, photographs of the hunger strikers, reference to who the hunger strikers represented, the organisation they were in, the history of the men who died. How, how, how do you do that as a tourist attraction without telling the story? Well, I think you have to proceed very carefully and I'm not sure that the, the, the manner in which you've described things is uh, the way to do this. And of course, uh, have in mind that uh, the hunger strike is only one element uh, of... Um, uh, the Mayes site. The Mayes site was uh, an airfield at one stage during the Second World War. There's a lot of history to that. You've got the Ulster Aviation Society on the site with a wonderful collection. And if you've never been there, Frank, it is truly worth a visit. It's one of our it's a hidden secret, really. Uh, uh, absolutely, but, but Sir Geoffrey, Geoffrey uh, we know you'll be fully in favour of the aviation history that is there, and it's already yeah. already an attraction. How do we address the Republican history, which you will find difficult? Well, the point I'm making, Frank, is that if we continue to focus on only one aspect of, of this, then, of course, um, that completely distorts the, the overall story. Context is everything. Um, and uh, uh, we need to look at this very carefully. If those buildings are going to be opened up in the future um, for visitors, and, and I wouldn't describe it as a tourist attraction, frankly. Um, I don't want it to be turned into a tourist attraction. Well, that's the strand, according to the Ulster Unionist Party, that's the strand that uh, Mr Brannigan and Mr Gregory are talking about, a tourism strand within the future of the, the maze site. And under that umbrella of tourism it comes the prison hospital, H Block 6, where the Loyalists were, and, and the prison chapel. Indeed, and uh, I think that if you're going to tell the story of the prison, you have to set it in its proper context. And that means that this is not a story about glorifying anything, uh, and we need to be mindful of the innocent victims in all of this. The people, I mean, those prisoners, whoever they were, loyalist or republican, were in the Mayes prison for a reason, and they were there because they had committed very serious crimes, including murder. We need to be mindful of that. Um, and we need to be sensitive to all of that in how we approach this. And uh, therefore, I don't think we should put a focus on the hospital. I don't think we should put a focus on the hunger strike. I think that if you're going to tell the story of the prison, you tell the story of the prison um, and, and that you don't focus in on one area um, uh, like uh, the hunger strike. The hunger strike is one part of the story of the narrative, but it's actually in the context of the hundreds, maybe even thousands of prisoners who were held there, and the staff, the thousands of staff who worked there. There's a much bigger story here, Frank. And therefore, uh, we recognise the sensitivities of this. Uh, nothing is agreed on any of this. Uh, there will have to be political decisions made here when Stormont is restored um, about how we, we handle it. And I'm being very clear to you, we need to be mindful of the victims. Uh, we need to be mindful that the story of the prison is much bigger than the hunger strikes. And uh, we need to ensure that if, and it's an if, a decision is taken to open uh, uh, up the, the, the retained buildings for visitors, uh, that uh, we, we handle all of this very sensitively. And the most certainly, from our perspective, will not be a focus on... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The hunger strikes. But would you accept that the hunger strike deaths and the maze escape are central to the story of the piece of ground that we're spending multi-millions on? No, they're part of the story, Frank. And the point I'm trying to make to you is they're not... But they're a central part part of the story. Well, you may say that. Others may disagree. We will need to consider all of those things in in context. And uh, uh, I think that if if we're... uh, I mean, I've been to many visitor centres over the years, some of them in sensitive locations, and I've seen how this can be done well, and I've seen how it can be done badly. Um, and we need to ensure, because uh, as you will know, Frank, um, uh, uh, emotions, uh, the feelings of those who suffered as a result of our troubled past, it's very raw still. You can see that uh, when one particular incidents happen in Northern Ireland that bring back for people the memories of what happened. And um, it's still very raw. Therefore, we need to be absolutely sensitive in how we deal with these uh, issues. And while some people will want to accentuate a particular part of the history of the site, I am saying there's a need for balance, there's a need for sensitivity, there's a need for perspective, and we must ensure that whatever we, uh, however we decide to proceed, and again I repeat, there, uh, no decisions have been made about opening these buildings for visitors, um, and I don't think they will be opened unless there is a general consensus that um, uh, that, that is being done right uh, and that we've got the, 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 the correct balance and perspective on this. Of course, we can't avoid uh, what happened in our history. We can't rewrite that history, nor would I want that to be the case. There are too many people already trying to rewrite the history of the Troubles. We mustn't do that, but we must give it its full and proper context. And if we're going to tell the story of the prisoners, I think we also, and this was one of the concepts behind the Peace Centre, we must also tell the stories of the victims. That is absolutely crucial to ensuring there's a balanced perspective on what happened in Northern Ireland. Okay, just one final point, and briefly, if you can, can we take from what you're saying and from all the conversation that we've had this morning, that the DUP has mellowed now on that letter from America from six or seven years ago? Uh, Well, our position has not changed, Frank, in terms of how this needs to be dealt with. Um, What Peter Robinson said at the time is that we cannot proceed with any project um, uh, in respect of the retained prison buildings until there is a broad consensus, those were the words he used, including uh, the views of victims on how we take this forward. And that remains our position, Frank. Um, We support the concept of a peace centre, but we recognise the maze site is not going to be the place where the peace centre will go. It it will go somewhere else now, and that's important because um, we believe we must learn the lessons of what happened during the Troubles, and especially uh, that our young people uh, understand those lessons. That will not happen on the maze site. But as to the retained buildings... um, 
The jury is still out on all of that, Frank, and our position remains unchanged. This will be an issue, no doubt, that will be addressed when Stormont is um, uh, 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 back up and running again. And as Peter Robinson said then, and I repeat now, there must be a broad consensus on how we deal with this. This cannot ever be a one-sided narrative, an unbalanced approach. It has to, crucially, take account of the views and concerns of victims. Okay, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much to uh, Mike Nesbitt as well. We did ask a representative of Sinn Féin uh, to join us on the programme, uh, but this morning there was no one available. This is the U105 phone-in. What about the future of the maze? Let me speak to Jim, who's in this line. Uh, Jim, what do you think, considering what you've heard from uh, two unionist politicians this morning? Good morning, Frank. Frank, this society we live in at the minute has some fantastic people in it, and most of them are in school at the minute. Why don't we give it to the schools as a project and say to them, if you were a tour guide at this new visitor stroke history centre, how would you describe tourists walking around what they're seeing. Why don't we do that and run it as a competition to see who gets the overall winner? It is interesting what you're you're saying, Jim, because the children haven't lived it. They weren't there during it. And I, I put that to Mike Nesbitt actually about the timing of whatever will be at the maze with regards to the history of the maze. You can you can put fun fairs and agricultural shows and speedways or whatever you want to put in it. But the difficult bit is remembering the history of the maze. And I'm not convinced that those who lived the troubles have the maturity maybe, have the confidence, have the strength, whatever the word whatever the appropriate words are, to actually go and stand in H-Block 6 where loyalist murderers were housed or to go and be in the prison hospital where Republican murderers were housed. There's, there's, there's something about timing, isn't there? There is, but the children nowadays won't be using any of the defamatory comments that we'd would annoy the politicians of this day and age. And that, that's what's the good thing about it. But we would still be of the generation where it would be a tourist attraction for those who lived the troubles, for those who are still suffering, those who were disabled, those who lost loved ones at the hands of groups and organisations. They would... They would see it on TV. They don't have to go to, they don't have to pay their money and go and visit it, but they would feel that they couldn't go and visit it. A, a, a lot of them. A lot of them. Some, someone, I've said this before and I'll say it again so as I'm, I'm clear on this, there'd, there'd be people from my generation who can't wait for it to open to go and pay tribute to the people who were in the prison. Absolutely, I accept that. But there'll be many, many thousands of people who would just find it sickening to be in an environment where all of those prisoners actually were, considering what we went through during what's referred to as the Troubles. There's one sure thing coming there as all, Frank, and that's we're all going to go. And, that, and, and that, that's the reality. This maze prison is going to stay there, so it's our kids and their kids who are going to be visiting the place. But should we not wait another 
40 years and then build something. The reason that I say that is I was in Berlin a few times and they were really keen to bring down the wall in Berlin. And the tour guides will tell you they then caught themselves on and they left some of the wall standing because you need to see the wall if you are a tourist. You need to actually see it. There's no point just looking at the line where the wall used to be. You want to touch the actual wall. You want to see the wall. And that's something you do as a tourist in Berlin. I'm just wondering how difficult is it for the people who were housed on the eastern side of that wall to look at the the structure, to, to see it still standing in some places in Berlin? Is it a difficult experience for them? I've never had a conversation with a person who was, I suppose, marooned within that wall for such a long period of time. And that's why I'm thinking about the people who suffered here in Northern Ireland. Are they ready to go and see or to have it reported on the news that people are paying to see where the, the, the people involved in terrorist organisations actually were housed? Sorry, Frank, I think, yeah, I think you missed my point. My point I'm trying to make is kids nowadays will take away the glorification They'll still report on what happened and all that, but they'll take away the glorification from both sides. And it's it's that that is the stumbling block that's stopping it from happening. Yeah, it's a very good point, actually, Jim. It's a very, very good point that maybe the youngsters wouldn't glorify it the way those who see it as glorious. And there are many who see it as, as glorious. Uh, it's, it's a good, good point. Um, Jim, uh, thank you. It's a very difficult decision for people to make when you open the controversial areas within the Mays prison because we do have to recognise that history is hugely important. And the last thing, the last thing that should be done is a bulldozer being put through it. Absolutely. That would be that would be a disgrace for it to be bulldozed as if it never happened, as if it wasn't there. But surely it's all about timing. Uh, your opinions 028903105-077-66105. There's a text here from Paddy. He says, I was in the cash, Frank. I was ODC. It wasn't a nice place at all. Is ODC ordinary decent criminal or is ODC something in relation to a status within the organisation? I think ODC is referred to as ordinary decent criminal but I didn't think that people I'm, I'm, I'm open to correction on this I, I didn't think that people were I, I don't know the simple answer is I don't know if, if for example you were a burglar were you sent to long cash? Uh, I, I simply don't know that, and maybe they didn't have uh, maybe they didn't have uh, enough enough prison space. And you, you may have been. I, I'm open to guidance on that. If you were arrested, found guilty of burglary, might you have been in the cash back in the day? Very possible that you were. Uh, if that's what you mean by ODC, uh, flattening the place um, is uh, th- this is what you want? It, it's um, you. you didn't see it was a, a, a nice place at all. Uh, put a statue to remind us of the dark times, is how uh, Paddy is describing it. 
0289030105. Frank, there were hunger strikers and prisoners from the troubles housed in Crumlin Road Jail, yet nobody seems to have a problem to having it as a tourist attraction, says a guy describing himself as Northern Paddy. Um, hi Frank, there would be no difference uh, from it being a tourist attraction like Alcatraz is a major tourist attraction Is it not about timing? That's the question it's a, I'm, I'm very interested in this element of timing I'm not for a moment suggesting that it shouldn't be a tourist attraction like It's one of the most famous locations in Europe in terms of history But when do you think is the right time for people to pay a few quid at the door to stand where those people died or where those people discussed what they'd done in the past or where those people maybe planned, and I'm talking about loyalists and Republicans, maybe planned the death of someone else while they were in prison. Um, Roy has a point. Good morning, Roy. Hi, Frank. Texas uh, uh, just stole my point. Crumlin Road Jail is now uh, a visitor centre or whatever you want to call it. Uh, people paying in to have a look around. Why not the maze? You know what I mean? But uh, when, Paddy, or Roy, when is my question? I, don't, I think everyone accepts at some point it's a piece of history that should not be bulldozed. Well, most people accept that. When? The W-H-E-N, when is the time? When? Well, when was the time for the Crumlin Jail to open, to open up? That opened up, like, you know, a few years after after the peace process or after 94. Like, you know, what's the difference between the Crumlin Road and, and the maze? Is, is there a difference? I, I'm open to guidance on this for people listening to the programme. Is there a difference? Is the maze different because the hunger strikers died there? Is it different because Michael Stone and Johnny Adair and people like that were released from there? Is it, is it different because it's more iconic in terms of the very recent history than the Crumlin Road jail, which is more associated with the history of the city. Is it more of a place of concern to people because Billy Wright was killed there? You know, that, that, these, are, these are things that are flashing through my mind and thinking about victims, thinking about those who would be hurt by the glorification in any way of anyone who was in that prison while people were being killed right, left and centre outside the prison. I, I, I see your point and I see, I see Sir Geoffrey Donaldson's point too, like, you know, but um, I think it's, should I say, it's a tourist jewel in Northern Ireland's crown, if you know what I mean. I do, yeah. I do, I do. I agree with you, I agree with you. Think that, like you know, I honestly think it's a tourist jewel in our crown. Like you know, it is a money maker, like Titanic. Uh, there's another, like you know, I, I know it happened years and years and years ago, but like you know, 1,500 people lost their lives on that boat. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know. Like I, I think it would, it, it would generate a lot of money for the for the economy. 
I, I can't disagree with you. I think they'd be queuing, I think they'd be queuing, if you excuse the expression, round the block, without a doubt, to, to go in. It's all about the, the timing. When is the right time to go and stand where those people stood? Uh, 028903105, you can let us know what you think. Uh, good morning. Uh, quite a few of you saying it is time, indeed, for the Mays Prison to tell its history. As a matter of fact, I think most of you are saying... Everyone is saying from the texts here, with the exception of one person, that the history should be told. But most of you are saying the time is right to go ahead with it. Others are thinking that maybe it's a job for another... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 